now, I think, or one. It's yeah. pretty, yeah. But, yeah, Big, you want to just get going? Yeah, you guys get your rips. I'm ready when you guys are. All right. Seth, where did that card go? I put it right here. All right. All right, three. Welcome to another episode of the Low Expectations Podcast. Back after a long hiatus, dusting off the cobwebs with my boy Seth, also joined by Race. Three three man pod tonight. Uh, Seth, done this before. Race joining us for the first time. How are you guys doing tonight? Not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. What about you, babe? Honestly, feeling great. Just looking forward to three way in this uh, week one, just seeing how things went. Yeah, just like diving into it. Like, thanks for joining me today, guys. Like, um, I'm football season's back. Brought the podcast back. We we want to do this on a consistent basis. Maybe add in a few other people into this mix and just see what we can pop out here. So, yeah, um, thanks for joining me. And uh, are you? Yeah, like Big said, I'm ready to dive into this week one of NFL. Like, unfortunately for us three. Uh, Seth, a Broncos fan, me, a Packers fan, big, a Colts fan. Our seasons are already over. So, like, (laughs) I mean, we're going into this with heavy hearts right now after our seasons all ended week one. But we're going to toughen through it, give you guys some week one reactions, maybe some, you know, overreaction or no, that's the perfect take. Nice little game we got designed out here. Um, So, yeah, you guys want to get going on that? Let's do that. Yeah, so I was just going to dive in um, to some week one games, throw it at you guys, what you guys think, overreaction. We'll get started with the Thursday night game that happened last week to start off the whole season, NFL opener, Bills-Rams. Now, I'm bringing this game up because everyone, um, you know, before the year was predict like not everyone, but a good amount of people I feel like were taking the Bills as like, they were a pretty trendy Super Bowl pick, um, and they went out and completely dominated the defending Super Bowl champion Rams. So, overreaction or underreaction, everyone was correct about the Bills being the top dog right now, like a, the Super Bowl favorite in the AFC per, per se. Josh Allen, MVP favorite. I mean, they were a very trendy pick uh, for a bunch of stuff. So, what do you guys think of that, the Bills living up to the hype? Yeah, I think Bills live up to the hype. Some would exceed it more so. The thing that like stood out to me in this game, just Rams, every facet of it or their team, I just don't love it. I just was underwhelmed by everything. Like, spe- like cornerbacks, uh, run game lacked, wide receiver core. Stafford, I don't even know if he has an arm or essentially a leg to stand on throughout the rest of the season. Bills, I'm buying the hype, though. Don't know about Rams. Yeah, I agree. Like, dude, Stafford was really rough in that game. There's some reports that he might already be banged up. I've seen some, like, Rams beat reporters say, like, he has an elbow injury. Oh, and he also has a shoulder injury, and they're on his throwing arm. I don't know, like, how that's much as that's affecting him already, like, early in the season. But, like, Seth, Bill's Super Bowl favorite or no? Um, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction just because I – I'm I'm a kind of person that wait likes to wait and see and like I I really firmly believe that you have to be healthy when it all comes down to it and I watched the Chiefs offense easily put up five touchdowns against the Cardinals too 
and they kind of dismantled them. And so I just think there are some good teams in the AFC that you got to keep in mind. But yeah, the Bills did look phenomenal week one. They looked unstoppable. They really only stopped themselves too when they were on offense, when Allen turned over the ball. So both sides, they were just, oh, and their defensive line was just so physical. And they just, they basically made the Rams offensive line look like a bunch of toddlers, honestly. Like they got after the quarterback like crazy. And so um, to kind of go off what Big says, like Matthew Stafford, he already kind of had a sore shoulder and to go through something like that. Yeah, he and then he ended up throwing four picks. So that team is really good, the Bills. But I think we still got to keep those other teams in mind, if that makes sense. No, that does. And I I think the Bills is – I'm buying the Bills hype too, you know, like them and the Chiefs. Like that's like I feel like as – and I guess this is always going to be a caveat and we'll just always say this. So uh, it's only one week. We know that's the whole point of this. But, you know, like – it kind of looks as if the Bills and the Chiefs were a level ahead of everyone else I watched play on Sunday. Uh, I don't know, like that's not really a react overreaction or reaction. That's kind of just like what my eyes showed me. Like the Bills and the Chiefs were a step above everyone else that just on throughout one week. Now that doesn't mean that other teams can't catch up to them and be on their level when it all comes down to it three or four months from now. But I mean. From what we saw, like Thursday through Sunday, those two teams were top dog big. Like, I mean, I know you had a Chiefs point you were talking to us before we started. Like, what did you see from them? Yeah, and I go back and forth with it. And the more I think back the the Bills game, I I was like buying into the Chiefs train just for the fact that Mahomes is like passing for three hundred and sixty. And I think the Chiefs offensively are as good or potentially better than the Bills, but. I might be going back on myself. I like the Bills. I will give them the slight edge because their defense, what I saw Thursday. But like, you know, like we're saying, long season, if Vaughn, you know, God forbid something happens, their defense, I would take over the Chiefs. And for that, I'm like, if they went head-to-head AFC division, or I think that might hold, and that gives them the edge. Like last year, Chiefs won, but I don't know, the additions and things, I might lean Bills as the season goes on. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, like, they played, like, an epic matchup in the playoffs, and it's, like, crazy to look down the road. But if, like, we were that far in this crazy of a season where, like you said, like, who knows with these injuries, kind of what you were saying, Big, like, just because, like, really, like, any week some somebody's probably going to lose a guy. You know, you hope not, obviously, but that's, like, the reality of this sport. But if, like, you were to get that matchup again, I mean, it's just, like, I don't know, it would be – something special it seems like but i mean like mahomes just like quickly like mahomes stats like so he started the game 13 for 13 and then he finished the game 30 of 39 like you said 306 yards five touchdowns um yeah i think he'll probably be all right without without tyreek that's like i mean i don't know like that's why i was like so confident in them in this year too like so it's it's gonna be interesting look at the people he's throwing to it's like not one guy it goes across like each of the five top five receivers for them they at least have like 25 yards three receptions each like he's just distributing the wealth and like you're saying it's not solely Tyreek but okay here's a question for you two if you had to choose solely on defense are you taking Bills Chiefs and does that 
factor into the t- which team has the advantage. Like, Bills or Chiefs solely defense, who do you give the edge to? I think the Bills got the better defense. I think they got an underrated defense. Like, uh, I'll let you jump in here in a second, Seth. But I really do think they have the better defense. Um, like, statistically, I think the Bills, like, ranked pretty highly last year. Like, I guess I should probably, like, look it up before I say that. But I'm pretty sure the Bills ranked pretty highly in defense last year. And the Chiefs, like, find a way to kind of patch it together and always be good um, on that side yeah, of the I ball, too. But I think offense. the Bills... Yeah, their offense I feel like somewhat mass certain things they lack defensively, but yeah, so I'll, I'll give you the table. No, and yeah, I I just I agree with Ty. I just think the Bills' defense is better. I really like that pass rush is scary to me, especially with Vaughn. If Vaughn can keep up that pressure and. So can the rest of those guys. How can you double-team anyone on that defense? Because it was coming from multiple people. Who was the D-tackle that had, like, he had the two-and-a-half sacks? Um, oh, yeah, Ed Oliver. Phillip. Yeah. Or, oh, no, yeah. Oh, Phillip. Too. Yeah. Phil, he, and they and got El- Ed, Ed Oliver, Oliver and they got Vaughn. I mean, yeah, they got a loaded D-line. And their secondary, they got White leading the way. He's an all, he's an all-pro corner. And so, I yeah, I think I would give the edge to the Bills. But then again – you know, a really good quarterback can beat a good defense, and Mahomes is that good. You know, mm-hmm. so if that if they play in the game in the playoffs and they're both healthy, that's that's going to be the showdown part too. You know, it's going to be another one of those crazy games that goes down to the wire. And I know we're like kind of going long on this like potential Bills Chiefs, but like just the way they looked in Week One, I think it kind of is in, in like important just because, in a way, with how young Mahomes and Allen are, already seeing them in a classic once. And, like, some of these older quarterbacks starting to phase out. Like, as we were growing up, like, we're all around the same age just for, like, the listeners. Um, Like, we're all around the same age. Like, and we kind of grew up with, you guys will appreciate this, like, Brady Brady v. Manning. Like, they'd always meet in the playoffs. Now, I'm not saying those guys will amount to, like, in my opinion, to obviously top five QBs of all time. But, I mean, with Mahomes and, like, even the track Allen is suddenly on, like, it's not crazy that these guys just start meeting on that level because, you know, in Lamar, like, I don't want to forget, like, you got Lamar, you got Burrow, like, the conference in the AFC is, like, way better. I know it's different, all that. But, like, could this be the beginning of another potential, like, AFC QB matchups where we're always seeing these guys in January? I don't know, like, but they're off to a good start so far this year. Yeah, and I you might even have to include Herbert in there a little bit. Too. Yeah, and you got Herbert and too. Like so, the AFC is so stacked with QBs, but and so like there's this yeah, and there's just so many good young QBs nowadays that that could carry on this league for years to come, which and which sucks because they're both in my division. But yeah, whatever. Leagues and gray hats. But but okay, I got it. I got one. This is also young QBs, but this is an overreaction. That I honestly, I, I don't know. You guys tell me if I'm off base or not. But the New England Patriots are in serious trouble this year. Um, they lose week one to the Dolphins. Two young QBs, that's why I was kind of saying that. But, um, yeah, like the, the Pats in serious trouble this year. What do you guys think? And in serious trouble, I mean don't make the playoffs for sure. Um, it's tough to say finish last. I don't want to go too crazy with the Jets involved. But, like, I mean, really a bad team, like, five, six-win team. How overreaction or not? 
No, I think that's spot on. Like, I'm looking at them and their schedule right now. I'm putting them three in their division. I'm s- them and the Jets are the equivalent right now. I'd give them just pads with Bill, slight edge. But their next, okay, next three games, Steelers, Ravens, Packers. I don't see a yeah. win. I, I don't that's know. That's tough. <laughs> yeah. I, it kind of feels guess. like Owen Ford. I'm not, I'm not kidding like i was looking at that today and that's kind of where i came up with it so i'm glad you brought up the schedule it's a good point because they really it's hard and and i don't know like out of those wins it's the nfl anything could happen but out of those games like i don't see many wins yeah okay here's the thing them against the jets who are you taking in that game like that's ultimately like i guess how i see that right now honestly i need to see that how zach wilson looks at this point because like I, I I watched some of that Mac Mac and to a game and I thought the fence defense was good, but the the Patriots legitimately could could barely render like first downs. I mean, we were watching that. We had that on one of the screens. We had like they couldn't barely move the ball. Their their whole coaching situation is weird. I don't know. I'm very low on New England right now, and yeah, I agree. Like. The Patriots just their offense has looked bad. It, it's been nothing but bad reports in practice. It seems like it's just a mess. They got Patricia calling the plays. Like it's just weird. It's a weird offense, and you're just asking a lot for young Mac Jones, who already, who really, I'm if I'm being like honest, I think he benefits from like using his weapons a lot more. You know, he's not really the playmaker type, and I feel that's what I think this offense is kind of asking him to do is to make plays. And so I, it's going to struggle, I feel like. It's going to struggle all year. And then, Big, you brought up the schedule. And, and yeah, well, I, I agree. That's probably, at best, one and three, you know, maybe probably 0 and four. So I'm – and and that's hard to come back from. And it's – yeah, it's going to be a tough one for them down the road. To, okay, to the Patriots' credit, I'm looking at Mac Jones. And I think he's, like, maybe one of the only – right sides to their team he did have a 70 percent completion rate so it's like there's just no one else around him that i'm just like wowed by i think in a few years they have something mac jones he's a legitimate young quarterback they have potential it's just not this season with the schedule and how things are lining up yeah but, and i like don't even feel like i want i'm trying to be anti-mac either because i think mac you know is pretty solid for what we've seen so far with him, we'll see like how he keeps like progressing and stuff. It's it's gonna be tough though this year, like you were saying. It's just like not a lot around him, which is kind of sad because they actually have the most invested in their position group in the whole league in their 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 uh, receivers and tight ends. I saw this; it was like over seventy seven million in those guys because they went on a big spending spree. They've picked up a lot of like high round receivers and it really hasn't worked out like on any of them. And, you know, that was like one of Brady's big gripes, like going back to like when he was still there at the end. And yeah, I mean, now that guy's like Edelman and then Gronk leaves like, and they haven't replaced them really. They've tried, but they've like missed. And now you're like starting to see the results of bad free agent signings and like missed draft picks, which is not something we usually relate with the Patriots, but I don't know. That's kind of the spot I see them in right now. Yeah, and I agree. And I don't want to seem like 
I'm hating on Mac Jones. I agree, Vic, he's a young quarterback, but I'm just saying for most of his career, he's benefited off of like other receivers and a solid offense around him. You know, like that last year they were in Josh McDaniel's system that helped him out a lot, I felt like. And now it's just kind of tough and they're asking a lot for a young quarterback. And maybe he will step up this year and take that leap, but it's going to be tough for him, is my is what I was trying to say. The cards are stacked against the man. Yeah, we maybe week five, six, there's some type of bright side. Lions, Browns, they get things back on track, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, here's – I might go off tangent, but I'm just going to throw this out there. The boys, I don't see any upside with them this season. Like, I'm seeing like a 7-10, and 6-11 ball club. Is well, like when is Dak or? even coming back at this point? Like, I mean, they're they're almost 10-point underdogs this week against Cincy. Like, definitely don't <laughs> like them there. If Dak's out and it's Cooper Rush, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Sorry. Like, the Elliot's production's awful. I don't know. Cooper Rush. I mean, what saves them is this division. I mean, I know the Giants won. That could be another reaction or reaction that we could lump into this. Like, what do you think of the Giants? Like, they're 1-0 for the first time in forever. The Giants have hadn't, haven't had any hope in forever. They did beat last year's AFC one seed. I know they're not the same Titans, but... I mean, and then, like, but, like, I'm just looking at their schedule, and so they go Cincy, then they got the Giants. This is Cowboys, by the way. Then they got the Giants, and then they got Washington, Rams, Philly, Detroit, Bears, Packers, Vikings. I'm just rambling off teams now. But my point is, like, there are some, like, winnable games. But, I mean, I don't know when Dak's coming back. Did you see when? Uh, it's I don't know, but it, I'm sure it's going to be a while. You know, and it but was, even in that Tampa game, like, dude, they had opportunities. Like, I thought Tampa's offense looked a little, a little rusty, like plenty of other offenses, you know. Um, but I, uh, I just thought they had some chances. Like Dallas had some chances to like take the lead with the possession in like the second half and stuff, and it like nothing ever, ever came close to coming together. You know, like Bucks just kept adding field goals. Yeah, I think it relies on Dak being back, and that's inconclusive. But, yeah, I just was looking at their schedule. There's, like, winnable games, but I, I'm riding high with the Giants. I thought Saquon had a great week one. So I'm almost giving the Giants the edge and putting those games as L's and seeing them, like, 7-10, but depending on Dak. If they play Cooper – if, like, Cooper Rush probably going to play in that Giants game, I bet the Giants win. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think I'm with you there. They'd be favored, I, I feel like, for sure. How about Saquon for the Giants? That was really the positive, I feel like, for the Giants is seeing him run the way he did and play the way he did against the Titans because I thought he really was the engine of their offense and got a lot of things going. And they made enough plays to win. And luckily, they, that, that missed field goal at the end, too, that kicker for the Titans missed the field goal. So. I, yeah, I'll, after this, I'll be done with the Cowboys train and, like, the whole tension of that division but i think no. with saquon running as well as he does like you saw with uh, sterling shepherd having that like big bomb to him they have the wide receiver core where i think if saquon you know plays his game it opens up the field but, yeah and yeah. like the thing with saquon is like he legitimately is one of like those game-changing type players when he's healthy he he really is he's been like that player since college and he was his rookie year like the one year he was actually healthy he was 
electric. I mean, really one of the most exciting players in the league that year. But he has never been able to stay healthy. And I know that's like a caveat for each and every player. But for him, it's seriously particular because it's like the only thing that's ever really stopped Saquon is health, if we're being honest. Right, right, for sure. Yeah. I think that's essentially why I put the Cowboys as low as I do. I'm taking third. I mean, that division is so open because, like, you even look at Philly and everybody's high on Philly and everybody likes Philly, like, you know, because they have a really easy schedule, and they do. Like, I don't know if you've looked at Philly's schedule big. It's, like, laughably easy. (laughs) It really is. And the funny thing is, is they let up 35 points to the Lions, though, still. So it's, like, they probably have some issues on that side of the ball. Uh, We don't have to have the Hurts conversation again. I mean, I'm not – like, I've had it, like, 15 times with our uh, other buddy, Cope, who we need to get on here. Um, But, like, I still have some questions about him. And they put up 38 points, you know, so you can't really say that. This week he played well, and their offense played well. A.J. Brown, who I loved in Tennessee, loved there. But 35 points to the Lions, I mean – how great I, I don't like Daniel Jones, so I don't think this is gonna happen. But do the Giants are you in on like maybe the Giants having a shot in that division just because it's kind of weak and you know, Dayball looks like a good coach. He turned around Josh Allen, maybe he can find something with Daniel Jones and like Big was saying they have a decent young receiving core. Saquon's a game wrecker, they have a decent defense. Um I don't know. I mean, I I don't like Daniel Jones like a lot, if I'm being honest. Like one of my least favorite QBs in the league. But I mean, I don't know. Like in that division, maybe they can hang around. The NFC Plus also, like maybe they hang around for a wild card, or is that too far? No, I don't think it's crazy because I think that division's up for grabs. And you gotta and remember, Washington started one and zero. They won their first game, and so there's three teams in that division are one and zero right now. So. I think it's going to be close for the top. I like you look at the Eagles' schedule and it is easy, but come on, they probably won't win. Like they probably won't. Maybe they will, but because it's a pretty easy schedule. But I think they'll go around like ten wins, you know, and mm-hmm. or maybe even less if they aren't healthy or have some issues. Because you were right, they did still let up thirty-five points to the Lions, and so. It's going to be – I just think that division will be interesting to see how it finishes out. And, sure, why not the Giants? If Saquon's healthy, they're going to be tough to stop. On They're going to be tough to stop. Like, mm-hmm. Why not the Giants? I'm taking the stock. But- and, like, the why- Giants this week, just to – sorry, and I'll give it to you, Big, but, like, just to say they do play the Panthers. Like, that's another winnable game. And then they got Dallas. Like, I mean, that could be 2-1 and one or, God forbid, I mean, 3-0. and oh, It's like some things break, right? I mean – you know, yeah, no Giants. I don't know. It's a, the NFC. It's a wild division. There's a chance for a wild card. I'm not leaning hard for Giants. I just think it's an open division. I could see him as a two. Cowboys falling, but who knows? Maybe Wentz pops off. Who knows? Big dude. Uh, I got a couple more overreactions for you guys, and then we could like go to week two. Um. So what I was one that I just have to do. And sorry to the Niner fans out there, but I just got to do that. We can slander the Packers here in a second. But, like, overreaction or no, Jimmy G is the quarterback by the Niners bye week, which 
<laughs> I don't. So their bye week. I'm finding their bye week. So their bye week is the first week in November. So will Jimmy G by the be the QB by then? And yeah, like I just think is that an overreaction or not? Okay. No, no, sorry. We my bad. But we're good now. You can go. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that quarterback that position just wide open for either. I don't know what to make of the 49ers, especially with the uh, Elijah Mitchell injury. You know, I don't know. I could see that definitely. Um, I, I apologize. My the Trey Lance, I didn't follow the game as well as I should have. It was a rain game, so it's tough to say. Like I, I noticed that catch in the second half. It's tough to give like a clear conclusion without Kittle with bad weather. Your running back goes down. Jimmy G is a dog, though. I think it's wasted potential. It gives him a, a solid backup plan. But I don't know. I think I'll give him a few more weeks before I stay with Trey Lance. Yeah, and I think that's honestly the rational and correct choice. Like, just to, just like, it, and that's true. Like, it was a complete like massive rainstorm. Like, it was a monsoon, dude. Forty-six percent, even though it is a rain game, that is down. I gotta see that come up at least twenty percent before I'm buying into him being the, the Niners quarterback because Jimmy G, I, he can do that. I mean, Jimmy probably wins that game on Sunday if we're being honest. Like somehow he would do it. I don't know. I mean, it's tough because they picked this guy, they traded up for him, but thirteen and twenty-eight, like you said, forty-six percent completion rating. Uh, 164 yards, which, you know, in the rainstorm, whatever, you know, and then the, a pick. It's just week one, as we were saying, but it's not off to the best start for Trey. And just they they made, you know, it's kind of like that old saying, like, you make your bed, you lie in it, whatever that thing. Like, they decided to keep Jimmy. They traded up for Trey. Like, they've kind of created this situation themselves. So you can't really feel bad, I guess. It's just kind of like, what's going to happen here and they're a really good team they're a really talented team but so it's like you can't like waste games like you do on sunday i mean it's just one loss you can turn it around obviously but i don't know you know if if they lose a couple here they got seattle this week you think they could probably get them home but i mean seth knows how tough seattle is and i don't know like what if they start losing some games you know does jimmy the calls for jimmy are just going to get louder I'm gonna say sure. bye bye week, and they're three and five, and there's actual talk of Trey Lance being benched for Jimmy. Like they have a tough schedule. I see the Rams winning both matchups just with the injury bug, and yeah, I don't know. If they have a shot at the division, you know what I mean, and they're like they really want to still play, and they think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I could see the calls, and they say they start slow. I could see the calls for Jimmy. For sure, but big, you're, yeah, your your take's probably right. It's probably good to wait and see. I mean, that game was a mess. Like, it, do you guys the field conditions? Like, there was just puddles everywhere because yeah, that field was, is just terrible. They were like slip and sliding at the end. I mean, it was it was a joke. I mean, it was a crazy weather condition, and the the QBs like towards the end when it was like really pouring down, they could barely even hold on to the ball. Like. So, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, Fields, 
Like Justin Fields' stats really weren't much better in that game. He was 8 of 17 for 121 yards. Did have two touchdowns, a pick, you know, but their limited passing just in that game just due to the weather conditions, like just to be as fair as we can to Trey. But I don't think they'll be that much of a, like, passing team, though. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's going to be their offense all year where they're just kind of run with Trey, run that inside zone stuff, read options, RPOs, stuff like that. And then they'll play action. And even with Jimmy, they're going to be that team, you know. They're going to be the same team at heart, you know. Yeah, I I, I just think they're going to be – they'll still be solid because they have talent still. They have some good players, especially on the defensive. They got Bosa and – and no Kittle too. Like when they get Kittle back, that'll obviously help a lot. Um, but the Seahawks sitting one and zero, just <laughs> looking pretty in that division. <laughs> How do you feel about that game, Seth? Is like you? Yeah, let's go Broncos to that one. Is the Broncos overreaction coming next? Because I was I was waiting for it a little bit. Let me just. I want to just gauge a Broncos fan. Your confidence that wavered in the least after that game. Or do you feel like it was just a weird Monday night game? Like, there was potential. I saw Russ have some drives. Javante Williams, a run core. Just certain play calls that, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I'll leave it to you. Dude, uh, honestly, that was probably the most frustrating game I've ever, like, watched. Like, a regular season game I've watched as a Broncos fan. Just because we had so many opportunities to win, but we just didn't. And that's what's the biggest letdown, but... It's still early, and no, I'm like I'm not gonna overreact, you know, and be like, ah, oh, like, <laughs> like we shouldn't have traded for Russ and stuff like that. I still want to see how it plays out. And Russ had Russ had his moments on Monday night, I thought, but he also had moments where I was like, Russ, what are you doing? He kind of looked a little rusty too. Like there was a he had, there was a few picks that were dropped by Seattle that could have went the other way, you know, but. We also could have let we let up a few we let up a few touchdowns. You know, we fumbled the ball on the two yard line, and then we ended up kicking a sixty five yard for sixty four yard. What was it the stat where you had how many times inside the ten and came away with like three points or something like that? It's like it was like it had to have been like twenty plays, sixteen plays, or something like that. It was like three drives, Mm -hmm. yeah, something like that. But I mean, I. Like, on that one, it's tough. Like, I I don't know. I mean, I liked Denver a bit going into the season. Like, I thought you guys – I had the Chiefs to win the division, but I, I really thought you guys could grab a wild card. I'm going to try not to overreact. Like, that was a very emotional game for Seattle and stuff. Like, Russ's baseline, like, just box score stats look pretty solid, honestly. Um, but it's like there were, like you said, moments where it was kind of like – you know what's going on there but my thing with russ is like one of his things that really helped him and he still moves around in the pocket gets out of sacks all that but when he was a runner and he would still take off like that like it just created a whole nother element to his game i mean he only had one rush on monday like i really you know he got the money he got the contract so it's like and he's the franchise guy so it's like you don't want him rushing too much but he was an elite QB runner and that was like a good really good part of his game I don't know it's kind of like disappeared the last few years and yeah that's fair he and I felt like a few times he could have took off to the end zone and tried to make a play for it but he didn't and 
we ended up falling short. You know, it gets really tight there in the ends and when it comes to the goal line and you got to, you got to just, it honestly is just like strength, man, like willpower at that point, you got to just push yourself in and fight your way through. And it just, I, I don't know. It was disappointing. Like I was disappointed in how we started, but you know, we play the Texans next week. That's a great game to bounce back and then maybe go on a little bit of a run. You know, I, I think we have a very winnable like games in the next few games until we play our division opponents. You know, we play then the Niners and then it's the Raiders Chargers. But then I think we play the Jags Jets. So we could go on a few like we could still establish ourselves a winning record for the first half of the season and be just fine going forward. Like Ty said, it was an emotional game, but just so frustrating. It was a frustrating game for as a Bronco fan. Yeah, I I think the Broncos have potential completely uh, unutilized with just like clock late game. Just, I don't know, Javante Williams wasn't even your leading rusher. I, I will give uh, right to McManus, the, one of the few kickers last week that actually could hit a field goal. He did have 10 of the 16. No, McManus like was if, fine. Yeah, if, if you use the Broncos right, Russ doesn't waste clock. I think different outcomes will like happen. I could see them being positive by their bye. But yeah, and like we haven't even talked about the, that decision, I guess, and like that to not go for it on fourth and five and instead kick the the sixty four yarder. Was that? It was a sixty four yarder. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I I would just rather go for the fourth and five. The odds of hitting a sixty five yarder, I I don't know. And you also just it kind of sends a. I'm not saying now. You can either say this is like no, this stuff doesn't matter and that's fine. I'd say, okay, yeah, maybe. But then you could say, no, this stuff definitely matters, like the stuff I'm about to talk about. But it does send like a weird message in the way that it's like you traded for him and then the first chance, like, I mean, the game's on the line and you kind of take the ball out of his hand. Like I've seen that on social media a bit, you know, too. It's like, what does that kind of say? You trade all this, you give him the contract and then to kick the 64-yarder, which like, wouldn't you just rather trust your franchise quarterback to get five yards there? You know, I don't know. And I don't know, like as a Bronco totally. fan, what do you think of the decision, Seth? It was horrible. It was fucking pathetic. If I'm being honest with you, <laughs> like it's come on. Like, I, I just felt like it was a no brainer. Like no, I, everyone in the crowd was scre- like every one of us fans were screaming for them to call a timeout and, to run that to go for it on fourth and five even if you don't get it i'd rather die on rust than kick a 64 yarder exactly like if you lose on rust at least you lose that i don't know i'm not saying there's a better way to lose like where did you fall on that big i guess okay so this is how i compare the two options either way you're asking a lot and i would say the fourth and five is maybe a little less of an ask but asking nick manis to go win the game from 64 is a big ask. So it's like, that's not for sure to like, I don't know, fall back on that is not a good thing, but a fourth and five. Look, you guys are saying like Russ, the man that you just signed, the guy, a fourth and five is a little less to ask. It gives you a better chance. You still have clock. Was there like a minute left when that was like 50 seconds? It was was around like high. It was like low fifties, high forties, something like that. When, week it was fourth and five like the play just ended but think of that like it's like the coup 
but there was two seconds on the clock with the Falcons. It's like the last resort, but you had an alternative to maybe take right. a chance to get a better look. It's just you rely on the 64-er, and it's just as uncertain as a, a fourth and five. Give it to the man you just signed, I guess. I feel like I don't know. McManus is hilarious, though. He will like scream down the sidelines that he can make that kick. And, and he, so he's hit some long ones before, but I'm looking, and his long before that in the game was 40. So that's like essentially. I'm telling you, was the kick close? Time. I'm trying to think. It was. It was far enough. It was just wide left. Mm-hmm. So, and he because he has the leg, but. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure there's a YouTube clip compilation of McManus like at the end of half screaming when they didn't like kick 65 or even 70 yarders. Like he's literally throwing his helmet. (laughs) He's furious. So maybe he talked Hackett into it, and but probably not. Like, come on, you're the head coach. You can't be influenced by the kicker. Yeah, and and like it just it's like. At the end of the day, I just want to I just want to go down with Russ. The guy, like you're a new head coach, the guy you just traded for, I don't know. And it's fourth and five. It's like nobody's going to be like, why didn't they kick it there? You know, you're not going to catch any heat if you go for it. Like now that you don't go for it, it just creates a whole nother like lane to go in for like people to kind of pick at. But yeah, like Texans, like you guys are a 10 point favorite favorite like should take care of business bounce back you know it's just like i feel like you definitely would have liked to have that one and oh for sure i mean just to also because you know that the afc and the afc west is going to be you know honestly probably cannibalizing itself at the end of the division like if like by the end of it like i didn't have saints raiders for an overreaction i was kind of locked into the packers at that time but i watched some of that game and I mean, the Chargers looked pretty damn good, and but the Raiders hung in, you know. Like the Raiders didn't play that well. I didn't think like Carr got picked off like three times. I'm pretty sure, but the Raiders were still in the game, you know. Like right. so, I think the Raiders will be tough. And you guys, I'm not writing you off. The Chargers, I still think look good though, and the Chiefs look like they're back to doing their thing. Like I, the last one I had before we could dive into week two, unless you guys had anything, of course, but. And we don't even have to do this one, but it was just the the Packers. Like I've seen a lot of, you know, maybe it's just in my Packers world, but a lot of kind of Vikings, you know, have taken over the, you know, not taken over the North, but the Vikings are going to win the division now. The Vikings are here to stay. I I had the Vikings as a playoff team going into the years. I think they're a good team, like no doubt about it. They have an explosive offense. Um, But I, I, I think I'd probably have to be in my crazy state of mind to, say that right now i'm not going to overreact yet to the packers i mean if they lose to the bears sure we can come on here and overreact no problem but (laughs) i think like there i think you know there's some reasonings that we can get into or not for for that but where do you guys stand on that jobbing just cut deep right off the rip and i apologize yes (laughs) yes and so before the game started i uh my uh, underdog of the week was the Vikings. They're like minus or plus one and a half. I thought they're going to win the game just because like we saw last year, Raj came out cold and it was no knack on them. But what I saw from the Vikings in that game, like Dalvin Cook didn't really perform, but like Justin Jefferson, he had himself a day. Kirk Cousins played an above average Kirk Cousins game. I think 
it's still anyone's game, like with the Packers and Vikings in that division. But I rode with them in that game, and what I saw just like bolstered what I what I seen. I was like, yeah, Vikings actually have a chance this year. So I feel like it's a coin toss who comes out of there. This Vikings, I might be buying stock. I apologize to the Packer fans and all the cheeseheads in Wisconsin and throughout America on that one. But yeah, that's apologize yeah i'm riding vikings no dude i mean like there's it's like a lot of people i think are kind of buying into the vikings at this point in time i mean there's reasons for it that you really hit they have a new coach i think by the end of like the zimmer term last year they like he was kind of a corpse on the sideline honestly like i really don't think you know just getting the new guy in is really could help them you know they have a good home field honestly they do like it's not easy to go into minnesota and yeah, no, I, as you're saying that, like that was like the, before you were saying that, that was the thing that was going in my head. Like you see week one, this new coach, it's obviously for the publicity, but just taking pictures with like kids on the sideline. And as we looked, the one guy just looked like burnt leather. Zimmerman was just not happy. A constant frown anytime you saw him after week six last year. So I think that does give them an edge. But yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Like, Zimmer was, dude, Zimmer was bad towards the end, and they lost a lot of close games. Like, I think they are a playoff team, so I just, I, um, I, I'm going to, I still think that Green Bay can, you know, they got it. Like, I think in, at the end of the day, they can probably turn this around. Seth, what do you think? I, I still think Green Bay can turn it around, but um, it's going to be, uh, Vikings looked good, and they're going to be tough, but. I feel like the Packers will still figure it out. Like they usually do and end up winning that division anyway. So, I mean, when was the last time somebody else won it? Probably the Vikings. The Vikings, the one year they made the NFC Championship game. Like, I will just say if I was like quickly and then we can move on to week two, like not to go too Packer Homer here, but like it's kind of like Denver, how in the sense that you felt like there was a lot of missed opportunities and there was like you guys. You guys had a lot of missed opportunities down near the goal line. Green Bay got stopped at the one. They also had the one to to the rookie Christian Watson, Watson yeah. where it's like if he hauls that in, it, you know, it could be a different game. I mean, I'm not saying it would be. The Vikings played well. Like Big said, Justin Jefferson, at this rate, in my opinion, that's one thing I don't think is an overreaction, but it's a take all say right now. Even as a Packer fan, I got to admit, I think Justin Jefferson, you know, cover Cooper Cup is doing his thing. Jamar Chase, they're all great. Like I'm not sure there's a better receiver in the league than than eight than eighteen for the Vikings right now. Like I didn't get the Packers game plan of like they didn't really put Jair on him till the second half, but I mean, and like that was pretty weird to me. But I mean, they still have an explosive offense, and then but also the Packers like they missed opportunities with their young receiving core and like their offensive line injuries, I think you could actually see some sloppiness like in the early months of the season for green Bay. But, you know, I'm hoping by the end they can put it all together and like with their talent they have on defense, maybe turn it around. But like, it wasn't a good start against Jefferson. Ty, I got to ask like, and just me as a third party, I did not feel good about the, the Packers wide receiver core during that game. Do you think it gets better with, uh, like, Valdez or, oh, my goodness, the Lazard? I apologize. No like, worries. Like, yeah, like, it's tough to get all these, like, mid, mid-ass mid receivers. <laughs> like, they're all. Do you 
you see the, how do you feel about that wide receiver core even if they become healthy what is like what is your outlook on it because I think Raj he's he played how he played last year I didn't see like a huge any type of decline but just the people around him just did not operate the same like that wide receiver core you just saw the frustration like he was internally just disappointed dying inside yeah he was curious game. yeah but do they actually like you know give perform and help Raj because he is due like that Sammy Watkins it's right in his hands like oh yeah Christian that. yeah I I that one yeah, is brutal right. like that one is I to answer your question I I I don't know like what this receiver core ultimately becomes like I mean you look at all of them individually and they each have like specific talents like the rookies I guess kind of have like higher hopes for them maybe but it's like rookie receivers they usually don't produce like at that high of a level unless like you're super special you're probably gonna have some growing pains um so it's like how much can you count on them like romeo dobbs like he caught two balls watson has that drop but he has like one catch the rest of the day like doesn't do anything to like make up for it you know and in ways it kind of looked like rogers stopped looking for him sammy Sammy didn't do a ton. Like he had like three catches for 21 yards. I mean, I, I just think they need better not to act like I know more than the coach, but it's just like an always heart back on the play calling. But it's like, I think they need a better game plan all around. Like I think that was sloppy top to bottom to just like go on my Packers bill for a second. Like the coach comes out and says after the game, eight touches is not enough for Aaron Jones. It's like, dude, you're deciding the game plan and you're calling the plays. Like, who's, <laughs> like, 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 I don't need to hear that directly after the game when you're the one deciding. Like, Aaron Jones was explosive that day, and yet he doesn't – he gets eight carries, like, or eight touches. Eight touches, not even eight carries. They're, like, obsessed with this A.J. Dillon thing. And, like, A.J. Dillon is, by all accounts, like, a great guy, great player. Like, I wouldn't say great player, but, like, great locker room guy, great teammate, great complimentary back. But it's just, like, this whole idea, like, it's – that AJ Dillon needs to be like out touching Aaron Jones is just crazy to me. But yeah, like I just think ultimately they need a better game plan. They need Rodgers to play a bit sharper, if I'm being fair to have Tanyan, have the running backs, have the receivers use their specific skills to make plays like Watson catch that deep ball, you know, Sammy Watkins, use your athleticism. Uh Alan Lazard, when you're back, like which I think he'll play this week, hopefully. Like, use your big body, you know, to catch those crossers that Rodgers likes to throw. Cobb, catch your, like, he's eight-yard third down. Like, if you can do that, maybe you can piece it together. But, like, it's kind of crazy how much they need Watson or Dobbs to hit because they need that guy that can still take the top off the defense. But, yeah, I guess that's, like, a long-winded answer, way of answering that. But, no, I, I think with time – like Romeo Dobbs and people like that will, you'll see a different product than what you saw in week one. And, you know, with help, maybe, dude, maybe. And but, like, I get how it looks because, like, I'm sure you guys look at that. Like, I see it, like, I'm like, oh, maybe it's not that bad. But it's, like, from the outside, it's, like, that's probably one of the bottom five, at best, bottom ten receiving cores in the league. No. Yeah. That'll be tough. And I think – Rodgers will be challenged this year, and I, I look forward to it to the packs. And who do they got week two, I guess? Let's just get to that. What do you see that? Like, are you seeing a, a bounce back? Or I do. See I see a big bounce back. They got the Bears, like, 
The Rodgers stats against the Bears are crazy. Their record against the Bears since he took over is insane. Like, they got minus 10 against the Bears. Like, I really like that. Like, I really, really do. I I seriously, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I would lay the 10. I would genuinely, genuinely lay the 10 because it's, it's in Lambeau. I'll say that. Like, just pulling up the lines for me and Seth here. But it's in Lambeau. They're 10-point favorites, like, I don't know. I mean, the Bears, what is this line? Is it 13 if the Packers don't look like don't look like shit like they did and, like, the, the Bears don't sneak out a win in a, like, hurricane? I mean, is it a different line? Is it, like, 13? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I think in a different week you'd be getting this Packers spread a higher amount. So I'm, I'm taking 10. I, I think they win this game, like, 27 13, so, something like that. Boiling it down to one question, do you think Raj still, still owns him? Yeah, I think he does. I think he's going to own him for at least one more week. Yeah, Yeah, and I hope he does it in Chi-Town and he gets the sweep this season. That would at least be a great set. What do you guys think of that, though? Would you, like, lay the 10 there? Like, Green Bay's covering. Like, there's no way. But I, I think it's a bounce. Yeah, it's a bounce back by Raj. Covering the 10. Seavers look better. Seth, like, I don't what, see that stupid stat anymore where Devontae had more receiving yards than all the. Oh, players. I'm sure. You know, we got. Uh, it's de- it's de- it's depressing. It's not Al and Chris anymore for Sunday Night Football because this is actually this actually is the Sunday Night game Packers Bears just for. Um, but Damn yeah, like week. we got Tree Trico and Collinsworth, but I'm sure Collinsworth still be like, you know. I love Collinsworth, but I'm just saying, like, I'm sure he'll still have some Tay thoughts. Like, Seth, I mean, what's stopping us? Like, I mean, we're just looking at bets now for week two. So, Big, if you have any lines, Seth, if you have any lines you like. But we could we could literally go, and you guys can let me know what you think. Ten-point parlay. Ten-point parlay. Three teams. Or not parlay. Teaser. Sensi. Broncos. Packers. We can get them all to just win, like on a on a ten point teaser. Like, I don't know. That's a potential bet. That's not a straight up bet that maybe like the listeners could potentially do. That I just think that's like a bet that's that would just honestly cash. I mean, I'll see the odds right now. It's it's basically minus one thirty, minus one forty. I don't know. That's no. a nice teaser. I feel like. No, I like it. I think it's just. Titling it the bounce back parlay because they've all are coming yeah. off hills. Yeah, you know, they've all bounced back. Here's something to wet your whistle. If you like, I'm an impatient guy. I hate waiting. Thursday, call me crazy. I'm just thinking you take Chiefs minus four and you parlay it with the forty or fifty four over. I just see points in that game and I see Chiefs taking it by like at least a touchdown. Herbert stays. But I think Mahomes has him has him a day. Like I don't know. Big. I mean that parlay is like over two to one. I just placed it in the parlay machine, and uh, these guys aren't sponsoring low expectations, so we won't be naming their website. But <laughs> eventually, eventually, hopefully, time. <laughs> but but give me your thoughts on that. Like I love that parlay, the bounce back. I'm looking for a way to bet that game, dude. Honestly, like I like that. Um, probably gonna take a Mahomes over touchdowns, like. I think Mahomes is going to have a big day. I really think we're on going to be on all season long. 
a Mahomes scorch earth like tour. You know, I I really do. I I think he's gonna have a big big year. I mean, I don't know. I I just think and against the Chargers at home, they lost to the Chargers last year at home. I I really like Mahomes to have a big night. Like if you could find adjusted lines. I'm trying to find it as I'm just saying this point. But, yeah, like Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes, minus 110. I don't know. I really like something like that. I could see him having like three, four, like you were saying, big, lots of points. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of this division game, Seth? Like you got the the two teams that you're going to be facing. Like when you see minus four Chiefs over under, what do you see in that game? Uh, I like the Chiefs in that game, and I, I, like you said, the Chargers very easily could have lost that game against the Raiders, and Carr threw a few interceptions that cost that hurt them, and it was like dumb decisions too. I felt like it was like Carr, what are you doing? And yeah. I, I just won't see that from Mahomes. But I mean, give the Chargers credit; they usually play well in Kansas City. Like, they they really do. And so that game is going to be a blood, that game is going to be a shootout. I agree. There's point. There's going to be a ton of points. I even like the twenty-four and a half it, like for the first half, the for the first uh, quarter, and for each team. So, um, I think that's a pretty decent bet, and I think there's going to be a ton of points. And like you were saying, the Mahomes uh, over to two and a half uh, touchdowns. That's in, like that, I think that's a like that's going to be a given. I feel. I feel. Yeah, I think he has a big night. I mean, he had five last week. He could have had six, really. Like, I think he's going to have a big night. Um, I agree. And he's just going to – what's that big? I was just going to say, here's my conspirator theory with this entire game and, like, where it's being watched and streamed. I feel like it's going to be a historical game just due to the fact that being on Prime for this Thursday night. Like, I don't know. My inner conspirator is just going to say that this game is going to be iconic. And, like, we're all saying it's going to be points. It's going to be one of those games. Does anyone know yet what we have to do for that? So we have to get Amazon Prime. I guess this is a pretty bad podcast contact. But we have to get podcast Amazon Prime to watch that game. Yeah, I think so. I think you have to just set up an account. Maybe just pay for it. And so... My theory is is maybe... Not the majority is going to have prime this Thursday, and they're not going to realize it. And this game's just going to be insane. And then it's the, the game being iconic is going to support the idea that everyone needs to get prime for the upcoming fall. Was it week three and four that are Thursday night prime games? I think all the Thursday night games are prime. So I think we're just going to be forced to get it at this point. But uh, does that like is the simulation breaking the matrix? Do you guys see this game just being? unworldly just due to the fact that i i could uh, see it i mean like when these two teams have met before uh i remember some pretty big like pretty famous games like last year uh when they met they actually met on a thursday night later in the season it was actually in la not kansas city i don't know if you guys remember this but mahomes won it in overtime it was a pretty like good game i could see another high scoring close game like that and that the Chiefs, I, like, eventually pull out. Got to know, as it stands right now, Keenan Allen's out. So yeah, I, I like saw that. that, too. Like, Keenan's out. I think this is a good spot for the Chiefs. I I, I think they're going to have a nice game. Um, but then again, like Seth said, like, the Chargers do play well in Kansas City for whatever reason. Do you guys uh, want to hear another parlay 
or just like two lines that I think are dogs that you take them. Yeah. Uh, yes. We've mentioned it before. So I these are some dogs. Like these are underdogs. Yeah. So okay. You take Berg. They're plus. Or, I like the Berg this mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Plus two. They're dogs at home. And then uh, I, I'm leaning Finns. I don't know if anyone called the Finns Ravens game last year. <laughs> Lamar had trouble. They did like this. Uh, it was like compared to Madden, like the engage eight where they just blitzed heavy and he never had time to react in the pocket. He got sacked multiple times, low scoring affair. If you want to look at an over under that game, go under, but I like the under Fins and Berg, dude. I, I like them. I like the under for Berg too. I think it's under 40. So I, I think that's going to be a low scoring game for Berg and Patriots. I think that's a good point that you made about the Dolphins defense. Cause if you're looking for an ups underdog this week, like that might not be a bad place to look because we were just talking about the Pats offense. I mean, maybe the Dolphins defense is just like that damn I mean, they could, maybe they just shut them down that week. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm big, but you were saying you like another over under. Uh, in that Tampa Saints game. Got that pulled up right now, 44 and a half. Line for that's pretty low. Like, I mean, I think people would just assume, I mean, maybe not since people kind of know that the Saints have had success against the Bucks even since Brady got there, but the line is only the Bucks by two and a half. Uh, Over-unders, 44. Money line, Tampa minus 145. Saints plus 125 from what I'm seeing. Like, I don't know. Even at that number, I kind of like the Saints. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm leaning Saints the entire way. It's in their place. But bone to chew on for the over-under. Um, think of – so Evans is questionable. Godwin isn't for certain. Lenny got hurt last week. Um, Akeem Hicks for their, their D-line. Like, they just riddled with injuries. That makes me think they're not going to put up a lot of points. And I think Saints at home, we saw it last year. I don't know. Saints and the under. That's how I lean. I like it. Seth, do you have any thoughts on that game? Uh, I like – that's going to be a fun – that's going to be an interesting game to watch, see if the Bucks' offense kind of like bounces back. But the Saints have a good defense, and I'll stand by that. It's in the Dome, too. It's never easy to go in there, especially – like I always feel like the Saints win regular season games in, in the Dome, like early on in their like, season and stuff. So, And I like the under. Like you guys were saying, I really do like – like it's going to be a low-scoring game, and I don't – I don't see – I can see it being under 44 and a half. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another game that stands out for me. So I will say just to like another line I do like, I like getting the points with Seattle. Um, I like fading the Niners right now at this point in the season. I think there's a chance that there's some value on them, you know, possibly if they get hot again like they did last year towards the end of the year. But I think while they figure this whole thing out with Trey, and there's going to be some growing pains. I mean, he didn't play all last year. This is, you, you can say he sat behind. That's great. It's a different thing, you know, by actually getting in the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's not technically his rookie year, but it is his first year starting. So, in a way, it's like, his, you know, in his way, it is his rookie year, um, even though it's not, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, like, I just think getting that many points early on against a team that's clearly in adjustment period is good. I think they probably can win that game. I mean, the Niners can clearly win that game. Like, they can win that game. But I just think Seahawks, you know, like you saw against Denver, they're, they're, 
just with Carroll, you knew they were going to do this. They weren't going to be the worst team in the league. Like Carroll was going to make sure they're at least formidable. I still think whatever you think of Pete Carroll, he's one of the best coaches in the league. So I, I think getting that many points, I don't know. I, I do like that. I like getting that many points with the Seahawks. It's Geno MVP season. I mean, <laughs> Gino said he didn't write back to the haters. <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't. Gino. But, yeah, I like that one too, honestly. Another one I don't I don't mind is I like the Vegas five, minus five and a half. I think the Raiders will kind of take care of business against the Cardinals in their place. I think this is going to be like their offenses show out and the D-line gets pressure on Murray and maybe some talk about uh, if Kingsbury's the guy down in Arizona. Yeah. I wonder, like, if that is, like, that could be. Because if, like, the Raiders were to cover that game and, like, blow out Arizona, like, that could really start to heat up. I mean, I know, like, Kingsbury just got an extension. But, like, we've seen before, like, that doesn't even matter with coaches. Like, they'll Mm -hmm. just fire them anyway. Like, and eat the money. And I feel like that could be, like, one of the storylines coming out of week two. It's like, are the Cardinals actually bad? if they were to get killed again, but I could also see them pulling off like one of those early season Cardinal things and just like staying in the game, making it close, you know, I don't know. Like that, that's a, that's a good one though. Cause I could see this like just being a disastrous year for Arizona. Yeah. And I, it could be close. Like the Cardinals, maybe they, their offense, they kind of were moving the ball at the end when the game was kind of garbage time against the chiefs, but Maybe they can figure it out offensively. What do you think, Big? No, no, I, I, I agree. I, I, the Cardinals, I, I feel like fading them. Kingsbury, he's lost. Um, but no, I like the Raiders pick. I think they're bouncing back at home. They stayed with the Chargers offensively. I feel like they just missed a few plays. Um, um, they really could have won that game, if we're being honest. Yeah, all right. What was it uh, 1924? I'm trying to think. Yeah, 1924 was the final score. Um, yeah, like I mean, it's gonna be a fun week. I mean, week two, can't wait. Uh, that Monday night game is a pretty good game. It might Vikings Eagles Monday night game. Eagles by one is the spread. So I mean, I like the Eagles at home, but it's not like enough to like suggest it. I'd say on the pod, I I just say I. Uh, me personally, I kind of like the Eagles. Another one that I'm not suggesting, but I'll just float it out to you guys and see how crazy you guys think I am. I kind of like Wentz again, big. Like going into to Detroit, like they're an underdog only by one point. Like it's a one point line. Like I don't know. That's like probably a game. It's like okay, if you're betting on this game, you definitely have a gambling problem. Get some help. But like. At the same time, I kind of like the Commanders. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I just think like their their defense is okay. Like, I mean, it's this decent. Is- and then Wentz, dude. I mean, like Wentz is like one of the big. You, I'm sure it's terrible for your like team. Like when you actually have like him on your favorite team, but at the same time, Carson Wentz is like one of the most entertaining players in the league to me because. If you're just watching him from afar, say you got him pulled up, you're watching some other games, you're just kind of casually following Wentz, you'll tune into him and he'll be like 
throwing a completely terrible pass, disastrous pick, you know, you're like, what are you doing, you know? And then, like, one, like the next drive, he'll just, like, watch, like, a 50-yard beautiful pass, and it'll be like, <laughs> there goes Wentz. I don't know. Like, he's just such an entertaining. No, I – so you're going to be disappointed that I might be shaky on this one, and it's just because of my PTSD with Wentz. I like the performance the Lions have put up against the Eagles, just the points. Honestly, that might be the best game of the day. Like, do not be surprised if that game's coming down to the wire. It probably will. Oh, yeah. It will be great. And, like, I, I don't know. I like Dan Campbell and what he's doing over there. I'm just going to say, like, what you were saying with Wentz, the fact that he'll have a great game, or like he did last week against the Jags. He got his revenge. He got what was due. You know, he got his. And this is where Wentz just falls apart. Your guy, everyone's going to be looking at Wentz this week. You're like, what the hell is Wentz? And it's going to be Wentz. You're going to see it like when he did against the 49ers where he's just shoveling passes to the defense. <laughs> but, like, I think it comes down to it. Wentz is going to make something horrific happen. Lions win. Um, can I float you guys two, like, wild oh, yeah. lines that I – So, okay. So, Broncos, Titans – or, te- yeah, Texans. I apologize. Um, and I just saw that the Texans were nice last week. I like David Mills. I like their youth. I- I'm just going to give them a plus 10. I think Broncos win by, like, a tutty. I think Russ has his. I think it's a low-scoring game, though, and I just think Texans are a sleepy team. Um, Fal- <laughs> I just don't believe in the Rams. I just don't have faith right now. I think they're in shambles. Uh, run, quarterback. Wide receivers, I, I just don't know. I could, you know, you can rely on Cup and Stafford and that connection, but besides that, what else do you have? I think you give, and maybe I'm looking at a bad line, Falcons are plus 11. I don't know. They stayed with uh, the Saints last week, and they had the, the lead for a majority of the game. Give them the points. Give the Texans the points. Just ride with some teams that, I don't know, have some type of potential that can keep it close. I, I don't know. Seth, what would you do with that Denver spread? Um, I think it's uh, that game's going to be interesting. I think we'll cover, but I thought we'd go over against Seattle, and I thought we'd pretty much beat them. So, and you're right, Big. Maybe we still are a little rusty and figuring things out with Russ, and it could be a close game. So, I don't think the under ten is crazy, but I, I'm going to be the homer in me is going to be like, no, we're covering that. It's it's not a knack. Or uh, anything against the Broncos, it's more so like I think the Texans are building something. They got rid of Watson. It's all sunny skies. The Broncos ain't that though. Like who knows? That's my I don't think. Yeah, I think the Texans are on the right step. You know, I, Mills isn't is hasn't looked too bad. And uh, Singleter- uh, the Singletary, the corner, or uh, what's his name? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, the Bama kid. Yeah, he looked great, and he was—he looked really good in his first debut. I felt like, and so I think they have a—I think they have chances, but I still think we're better than them. And Russ will take it. It's at home too. Like Denver in September at home is really like we're tough to be in, in Mile High. So I think we still take care of business. You win the game, but and yeah. I, I think we'll cover too. Big, I don't want you – well, like, last – like, big, like, I got – we got to mention the Colts, like, because we've talked about our two teams' lines. Like, Colts Colts going to Jacksonville, four-point line, minus 200 money line, 45-and-a-half over-under. Uh, what do you think there? Like, that honestly – I wish the money line was lower 
I like the Colts. Like I kind of like them to cover. Like, but are, as a Colts fan, are you worried about you know that Week One performance or like you were saying, like you're kind of giving props to the Texans? Uh, like I am. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving props to the Texans and like kind of how I was drawn from the wins. Like it's just like past experiences, like how we're seeing with the Jags. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm just gonna ride with the Colts. Who fucking knows? You go to Jacksonville. <laughs> We've talked about it. We saw it week 17. Like, I don't know yeah. if anyone re- remembers the clip, but week 17. <laughs> or, That's probably the day you had to swear off wins forever if you're a Colts fan, right? Like, that was, like, the last straw. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, so Trevor Lawrence just comes out in the denim jacket, and it was just – I'm getting flashbacks to that. But I think with Matt Ryan, who knows with Frank Ryan, I think – you take the spread, you take the Colts, we win the game. Sorry to draw back to this game again, but what are your guys' thoughts on the Rams? Are they fraudulent? Do you take the Falcons? I'm sorry to hit that game again. No, uh, no. I, I, it's The Rams are, like, that's a good – I mean, I think – who I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to overreact. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they did blow out the Falcons, if I'm being honest. Like, I just think that the Rams – still have a lot of talent but if the stafford stuff if like that is what we're going to see from stafford and and that's and if i could just get on a staff i know we're going long here but like if i could just get on a stafford kick for a second it's like that's why the stuff after the super bowl it's like not everyone has to go to the hall of fame i mean he entered the club that's like only a certain number of super bowl qbs have won the super bowl great that's good for stafford he's been a talented guy he was the top pick he went through some shitty teams with detroit never had a good run game, never had a good defense, never really had a good coach. I get all that. But let me just say this, like, do we need to put him in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe he eventually will get in, but I just think that's the guy we saw in week one. I'll pull this all together. But, like, the guy that we saw in week one, that's who I've seen Stafford be a lot in his career. And, like, that's not a Hall of Fame level QB to me. Like, I I think – he does that a lot where it's like he'll make these really boneheaded throws where he's just trusting his arm talent and you can't blame him. He has a ridiculous arm, but I just think long story short, if the Stafford stuff is real Rams, not going back to back could definitely have a Super Bowl hangover year. Uh, If he gets it back together and he plays the way he did in the Tampa game and towards the end of the Niner game, even though he almost threw the game away in that and the last few drives of the Super Bowl, like they could go far in the NFC. Like they're that talented and they have a coach that I really respect. But I don't know. Long story short, I don't believe in Stafford even after the Super Bowl. Is that too harsh or a hot take? No, no I think no, and like I just we've seen the the track history with Stafford. It's not like great production. And now he's just on this Rams. That was a great, a great ball club all around him. Um, this is typical what he did with the Lions, where it's a little bit under production. Here, okay, so I, I forget where I heard this, but you know his like double recovery, and it's more like baseball. It's an unpeculiar in, injury with quarterbacks, and it may like some someone was saying that it could not be a good injury. Like I don't feel good about him. I'm just questioning how he'll be after this so i, I don't know no i think that? that's totally fair i mean it's a shoulder and an elbow injury right 
He yeah, looked it's brutal. just something you've never seen before. And he just his only offense was throwing it to Cove too. Right on, on Monday, and maybe it was just the Bills' defense was getting crazy pressure. So, uh, this game is interesting. It's still the Falcons; they're kind of one of those teams, but they still kind of fought. They fought against the Saints, so I could definitely see them like covering the ten and a half because the, like they like I think Artie Smith is a decent coach that like the players will play for at least yeah. for a few weeks. So, do you guys think this or like? Do you think this is a nothing injury? Like he'll revert to how he was, like after all the elbow stuff, or do you think this will have like a long term impact in performance where it might be somewhat of a decline of like strength, precision? I don't know. I mean, if it's elbow and shoulder, just like as a QB, like you know, like I don't know, like I just like that's uh, hard for me to picture that not affecting him, you know. Um, and it's pretty weird to me that it's like week one. Cause it's like, I remember he was pretty banged up towards the end of last year. So I wonder if it is something that's lingering over, um, like in the sense that it's like never healed from last year in a weird way. Like, because he was banged up last year with elbow stuff. So like, I don't know, like it, is it already lingering, you know, like, and those, those he was just playing weird. Like I don't know if you guys saw the clip, but he did the the no look throw over the middle and completely overthrew Cup, I think, yeah. and it was right to a pick. Like I think he threw three picks, and there was like multiple picks dropped. Like he genuinely could have thrown five interceptions in that game, and that's not a, an exaggeration. He really could have just done that. And I just think it's it is just one game. Again, I've said that, but it. I mean, I just think it's kind of it would be weird not to be concerned because. He dealt with the injuries last year. They won despite them, but he did. And he still has them this year. So I think it's like wait and see, honestly. Like, because even last year, there were stretches where it's like, what's going on with Stafford? Yeah. And remember, there was like that Titan Sunday night game where he threw like how many pick sixes? He threw a pick six. There was like a three week stretch where he threw like a pick six every game. Yeah. I remember that actually. And, Stafford, it's a worry. It's I think it's something you got to definitely keep an eye out for, like we were saying, his shoulder, because it's gonna hurt. Like especially him, he's kind of older, and it's gonna be bad for the Rams this year if he's got to play on a hurt shoulder. We saw like how terrible Baker Mayfield was last year playing mm-hmm. on a hurt shoulder. It's just something that really is important to the quarterback for their arm strength and stuff like that. Especially Stafford, like you were saying, he really believes in his arm strength, and if it's kind of shot because of his shoulder. It's just something to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's a good thing to bring up because it's something to monitor. Like, yeah, you were saying keep an eye on, like, just because it's like that to me affects their ceiling. Like, it really does, like, as a team. Right, right. Yeah, no, I just, like, sorry for hitting the Rams home. It was just something I had to acknowledge. Like, they are the Super Bowl champs. Just got to watch them and how they're going to perform out this season. But. Right. No, I mean, like, another overreaction or not, like, not to go too much longer, but, like, the NFC West, I mean, one of the best divisions in the league last year, this year, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of teams in that division, I mean, I know Seattle won. It's a good story for now, but I don't still don't buy them long-term as, like, any playoff team. Um, I just think that could be, like, a really weird division this year. Right, for sure. For sure, because like this, that division is, it's still up for grabs with anybody. 
even the Niners could like win that division. Even if they like say they do start Jimmy G and Jimmy D G just keeps winning those games like he does. Like because he what is Jimmy G's record? It's something ridiculously good. Yeah, and so but then again, maybe Trey Lance steps up and the Niners they just ride with him. Or maybe like the Cardinals figure their their stuff out and they start getting their offense going again and Kyler Murray kind of shuts up the haters because I still think he's a decent I still think he's a good quarterback you know mm-hmm. but, but and I yeah like you're saying I know they beat us and whatever but I still don't buy Seattle long term but what but I don't want to sound like I'm like being like too salty of the loss and stuff like I that. I don't so. think you are just because like how I mean Gino's a good story like I was saying but it's just like I don't know like what can you really how far can you really go with him yeah right and so yeah that division is going to be weird it's going to be weird to see how it plays out and i think we're gonna might see like a nine and eighteen or win that division you know Mm -hmm. yeah well guys i mean yeah like i don't know if you guys i got one last pick and then we can do you guys you guys want to do baseball or you guys tapped out we can just hit football on the night Oh yeah, I mean, like yeah, whatever works, big. Like, so okay, so I'm another Monday night lock. I like Buffalo minus ten. I don't know. No one, we didn't mention this, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah, but I like Buffalo. I think Titans are gonna have another down game. Josh Allen's playing it. I don't mm. know. What are you guys' thoughts on that game? It's it. Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of think Buffalo keeps it going, too. It seems like a lot of points just because I think back to last regular season, this game was in Tennessee, but the Titans actually beat the Bills. Uh, Like, I don't know, like, I mean, that doesn't matter for this year, obviously, but I could see maybe Henry having a big game for Tennessee. Maybe they can hang around, but I don't know. Like, I kind of like the Bills. What do you think, Seth? I think that stadium is going to be going crazy, and. Allen's just going to be throwing missiles, and but the, I think the Bills are going to be. I think the Bills will win pretty good. I really do. Two Monday night games, two of them. So I like that. Yeah. I like that pick, big. I like the mi- minus eleven. So another thing, just food for thought. I like the D line with the Bills. They, you know, they. I feel like they can shut down Henry a little bit more. And if you look at his uh, week one production, I want to say he's like eighteen attempts. Like he was averaging like three yards a carry. So I, I've just seen Henry maybe not be the full potential Henry this right. week. But, you know, that D-line, I, I like him for now. We'll see if they can hold up long season with the Bills. Sorry. No, I, I agree. I think they have a really talented D-line like they do. They've put resources into it, and they've built – I mean, they built a really good team up there. you got to give them credit. Like, right. they've made the right moves, and they've built this roster. So, and it's like – like you said, Seth, I mean, that fan base, that fan base, I will say, like, that's one of the fan bases that I think, you know, I'm a Packers fan, obviously not a Bills fan, so this is coming genuinely. Like, I think, like, that is one of the fan bases that deserves it, you know, like having a really good team. And and I don't know, like you said, those home games will be crazy this year, I'm sure. But, yeah, I think that's a good pick to take them. And then, yeah, Big, you want to finish it out with some baseball? Like, are you – trying to predict the division winners? No, no, I just think in, and we'll wrap it up quick and we can alter it like maybe two weeks from now. 
if you let's just each of us take like two NL favorites to like make it to the pennant and two ALs, like I'll start off. Mm-hmm. I think this is the basic one. Everyone will lean towards it. Dodgers. And uh yeah, I might go sleepy Mets. I like them. Um, and then AL. I'm riding Yanks as my favorite. And if I'm thinking of a dog this season, and I've watched them a few late night games, Mariners, they have a good good pitching staff. Their offense is built. They're getting healthy. Rookies are coming into form. I don't know, I'll leave it to you guys to give your predictions. And yeah, just it's it's the postseason. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we're a few weeks away, man, from postseason baseball. It's crazy. Like, so, I mean, that NL East, like, that's a good race right now. That's, like, the one-division race really going on right now. I mean, the Central and the AL a little, but that NL East, like, Braves, Braves, uh, Mets going back and forth, that's that's a good one for sure. Um, I kind of like the Braves and the Dodgers, like, in that one. I like the Mets, too. Like, I just – like their pitching is tough to beat. Um, the Dodgers, like they kind of seem really far ahead right now. But then again, playoff baseball, like none of that matters. I just pulled up the standings real quick, and like their plus three twenty run differential, like pops off the screen. Like what is that? Like plus plus three twenty run differential. I mean, it's yep. crazy. Their it's team's nuts. Bats. Offense is unreal. And I think pitching is a facet of baseball that goes a little bit farther in the postseason. And and like the in, in the AL, dude, in the AL, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of think we might get Yankees at Houston again. I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards that. Yeah, I'm just giving a dog just for something, but I think it's a lot of the same. But, yeah, Yanks. It'd be nice to see the pinstripes back in it. Yeah, and I, I agree. I agree with the AL pick. I just I see I think I see those two teams as the best teams in the AL. They're most experienced. They got good pitching staffs. So I just think they'll meet in the pennant to meet me to see who can win the pennant. And then NL, yeah, that one's gonna be interesting. But I'm gonna go with the Mets. I like their pitching. I I, I just I think their pitching is gonna hold up in the postseason. And then yeah, I, I it's kind of hard not to go with the Dodgers. I mean, they're a machine, it looks like, right now. Um, I think those are the favorites, but I don't know. Maybe I'll throw in, like, a sleeper. Maybe, like, the Padres can get in there or something. Juan Soto has another epic postseason run. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they um, – sheesh, like, the Padres, like, that that steroid bust, like, ruined their season <laughs> almost, it feels like. I don't know. They've been struggling to me, but – yeah, no, that was like their second life that they were holding out for, and that just like defl- was deflating. They're in that position where they have a wild card spot, and who knows? They have the yeah. offense where. But that's the thing, Machado though. Like in the playoffs, yeah, Soto like it could exactly like they could really pop off with Machado and Soto, and they do have good pitchers. Like I don't know, it's been like a weird slide for them. I don't. It seems like that kind of that yeah. was the reasoning. Like they got that bust, and like that was the reasoning, but. Like they're talented enough to make a run. The NL is good, dude. Like the these, I really like these playoffs. Like these playoffs, I think are going to be some Nuts, bangers. Yeah. Like I really, I mean, like you even look at the NL. Some of these series, like Toronto is a really fun team to watch. Like you rock, you watched 
I mean, you mentioned I meant like, uh, Seattle. Like, they're a pretty entertaining team to watch that I bet just, like, the casual baseball fan hasn't really tuned into just because it's, like, they're out on the West Coast. Their games start a little later, you know. It's the Mariners, you know. But you got J-Rod. Like, dude, J-Rod is electric. Uh, I mean, like, they – you got the Rays, too, like, which will just do Rays stuff in the playoffs, I'm sure, and work some devil's magic and force whoever they're playing into, like – a do or die game five and round one, like, and then you flip flip to the NL Dodgers, Mets, Braves, all great teams like Cardinals. Cardinals have the MVP Goldschmidt. Probably. They also have the second MVP Arenado. Like who knows? Maybe the Redbirds work their devil magic and go on a run. We mentioned the Padres. Phillies are decent. Like I really, I really see the NL as like, uh, an extremely entertaining playoffs and they, you know, AL with the Yanks involved can't wait, but yeah. yeah. No, no. So I, it's, I don't know. I'm just sitting here, hearing you both think, think and I'm just fantasizing of October. Like I'm looking at it. You got week six, seven, eight for football. The, the postseason's going to be coming down to it. NFL teams are going to be rounding out like, that's the best time of the year, dude. There. It's the it's the golden month. Like I don't know what else to say. Just have. Yeah, I think that's a good way to end it. Honestly, like that's just that's the golden time of the year. Football, playoff baseball, NBA right around the corner. Like the start of that somehow gonna get going. Like, I mean, it's just the pinnacle of sports. Like you got elite college football going on too. I mean, I, it really doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, that'll be great. That's right. But yeah, guys, unless you guys have anything else, like we've, I think this has been an awesome episode. We got to commit to like keep doing this and just keep firing off takes as the season goes on and let everybody hear us cry as our favorite teams keep losing. Right. Uh, We'll be back next week. I'll be reporting dead inside about the Colts having the second tie back to back. (laughs) And uh, yeah, but yeah, sounds good. But, yeah, thanks for doing it, guys. This is it. So, see ya. See ya.